Okay, jeez, what a what a mess. Uh, to the OIWD, um, yeah, I, uh, I guess it won't make sense to, to, to any of the commuter people, but yeah, starting about seven minutes late, um, I, I had an issue um, with with uh, restream and all of that. I'm also still trying to figure out uh, how to exactly use both of these monitors for things that aren't uh, video game streams, which is an annoying thing to me. Um, but, uh, got, got a new camera, so hopefully the, uh, it doesn't skip too many frames, anything like that. I can still see a little bit of green around me, which is, is bugging me, but I was able, I was so excited that I was able to key the damn green screen, which I hate, and I think we're ultimately going to get rid of, uh, to not pick up the, the, the palm trees on my sweet Hawaiian shirt. So I felt pretty good about that. Had, to, I mean, that's about, it's now raining. So, and I, I had an annoying day at work, again, and, uh, got a new mattress, which is pretty much, pretty much how my day, how my day has gone so far, but hey, I haven't had a, this is the first drink I've had since Sunday, so I'm gonna have that, I'm, I'm too sober for this shit, I need to start drinking at like 4.30 in the afternoon, but again, what are you gonna do, what the hell are you gonna do? Uh, new mic coming in tomorrow, which will be nice. Uh, so this should be the last show with the Yeti. So if there is any sound issues, you should tell me in the chat. But um, more importantly, uh, it won't matter because tomorrow I get the Rush Limbaugh uh, Electro Voice RE20 mic. Not the gold one. There's no gold on mine. Just the normal one. But I, I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about that. And after all of these things with the new camera and the new mic and then the fact that I had to buy a new mattress, you don't, you don't have to pay for the new mattress, but I am going to ask for Streamlabs donations over the, over the course of the next month. Uh, not the full force of the mic and the, and the camera, but um, it'd be nice if I get half of that because I'm not having a great month at work either. <laughs> so not the best time to be me, but hey, it could be worse. You know, I, I could be uh, any any mountain of people out there that are having bad times. Uh, I'm not in a, I'm not going to go into the like. There's like e celeb drama bullshit going on. I was told by uh, WVB he wanted me to support this debate between Nicholas J. Fuentes, friend of mine, friend of the show, Nicholas J. Fuentes of America First, uh, the show that everybody quits watching my show and goes, I'll deal with the second hour on my way to work tomorrow to go and watch America first on, on his channel. Uh, or they go and watch Tucker Carlson. But I mean, the balls on that guy to just be like, I'm going to go, I'm Nick Fuentes. I'm going to go up against Tucker Carlson on a nightly basis. And he does good. The guy's getting like 1500 viewers or some bullshit now. Uh, it's good. It's good stuff. But apparently some guy named steves stevie steves or some bullshit some turning point usa guy i'm supposed to say i support them debating uh because i do i mean i guess that's that sounds fun um i don't know who this guy is i guess he was involved with some e-drama shit with some girl who i don't know that she is uh who's a turning point usa person i don't know why anybody would be surprised that turning point usa people are like not the coolest people although they did they, they did they did have that one cool guy who in vegas who just loves saying the n-word and uh that was funny that made me rethink charlie kirk 
uh, about how, how lame I think Charlie Kirk is. But, you know, that's the type of people he employs that uh, maybe, he's, <laughs> maybe he's not so bad, you know. But, yeah, yeah, like I said, I don't know. You got the Streamlabs down there. I'll put it even in the anchor.fm uh, where, where you just, yeah, we got the PayPal, we got those things. I'm going to need your help because I, I got drunk and I just overspent because I got so frustrated with the Yeti. Uh, and the Yeti's a trash microphone anyway. So anyway, that's the, the last until the middle and then the end where I'll I'll do any of that shit because I'm, I'm not Joe the fucking boomer. Because like my life could be worse. I could be Tim Allen. Tim Allen, okay, I was shocked to hear that they're doing Toy Story 4. I saw the trailer for it and I thought, okay, that seems like a Toy Story movie. I'm fine with that. I'll watch a Toy Story movie. I don't see why not. Uh, I don't know if I ever saw Toy Story 3. I imagine I saw Toy Story 2. I know I saw the original Toy Story. And then the other day on YouTube, when I was just drunk at 3 in the morning, I watched most of, not the entire thing, but most of some people or a guy or something decided to do Toy Story 1 all live action. And it was awesome. Like the whole thing. It was just incredible. And it's on YouTube and you can watch it. But fine, I'll watch Toy Story 4. I, this is this is what it is. Uh... But Tom Hanks and Tim Allen sit down and uh, they're, they're they're just doing the normal where we have to talk to every single person. The way those things go is they sit down in front of, you know, a thing that says whatever the movie is. And then they are interviewed by every single fucking person on the planet. And this can go on for days. But, you know, you get local, you know, local guys from like CBS 12 in Utah. Like, I mean, just everybody gets to come in and do it because they're pushing the movie and all of this. Well, they sat down for a press junket interview with Global Grind Entertainment reporter Zilla Valentine. That's with an X. I have no idea who this person is. Global Grind Entertainment reporter Zilla Valentine. Sounds like a Metal Gear Solid character global grind entertainment obviously a black publication uh inspired by tom hanks participation in a popular black jeopardy skit it's called a sketch yeah who knows it's called a sketch for saturday night live valentine challenged the actors to prove their black cards by answering a question about the card game spades so i let me see if this is the whole when i search your name <laughs> okay YouTube. okay so here you go and and, and uh, i mean he, he looks like a cool brother I mean, he, he doesn't seem so bad. He's a big, fat, black guy. He's got his hat on backwards. He's sitting there with two of the oldest white men ever. And this is, this is what he decides to, to do. Uh, and this is from his tweet where he says, uh, oh, yeah, it is Zilla because his name is Blogzilla, which is, okay, that's fine. He goes, Tom Hanks is so cool. I tested his knowledge of black culture. Spades didn't know it was a black culture thing. <laughs> when I search your name on okay, YouTube, the right. first thing that comes up is Black Jeopardy with Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. Yeah. 41 million views, huge post. So I want to play a little game. This is if you have a black card, because I feel like okay. you guys both have black cards. Okay. You're playing spades. You got four in the possible. Your partner says he got four in the possible. The guys you've been playing with, they've been talking crap the whole game. What do you do? Do you bid nine or do you bid ten, go wills, and go all out for it? Ten. Ten? Go all out. I've been working Vegas 30 years. I don't gamble. There's not necessarily money involved in spades. No, you know, it's just crazy. I don't just play. I, I throw deep, baby. Okay. I go yeah. deep. I don't know what That's you guys what are talking about. Card. I don't That's know. Have any idea what you guys just said? <laughs> you don't know how to play spades? I'm going to say I do, just because I want to move. Now, on. when I was in Oakland, California, 
they all play whist. Mm. It's like you see the, and then it was like, and he's doing this. I don't know what whist is. I don't know what whist is. Bam. Should I get a cup of coffee or something? Kids were playing whist, man. So, and that's his blogzilla thing. Yep. Now, when when Tom Hanks is going, I don't know. To me, that seems more racist than Tim Allen not knowing how to play spades. Um, I'll get to how to play spades here in a moment. But I I, I didn't know that that was some type of a uh, some type of a racist dog whistle. Is you don't know how to play spades. But of course, Twitter being what it is, decides. That's exactly what it is. I feel like Christopher Kilty, who has a rainbow flag uh, next to his thing, uh, you know, just just maybe he's just supporting for the month. I don't know. I'm not here to judge that guy. But he goes, I feel like Tim Allen knew, but he didn't want to hurt his uh, appeal with his fan base. Because remember, Tim Allen is uh, an evil fucking piece of shit because he, he he does last man standing where, where he's like supposedly conservative or whatever. I think Tim Allen's like a... Uh, a Republican guy. So this is this is obviously the you know the end of the fucking world. Uh, big sis, hot 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 sauce. B A K Spring eighteen. Somebody fix Tom a plate and tell Tim Allen to get off my property. Now that could just be a black joke. That that's fine. Now you got uh, Black Aziz uh, uh, Anansi. With a whole bunch of flags in there. whole bunch of them. whole bunch of African flags. Uh, Tom Hanks equal cool-ass white neighbor who shows up at the black neighbor's birthday party uh, with a six-pack for the adults and drinks for the kids and dance-off beat when the cha-cha slide comes on. Tim Allen equal shows up and asks if you have a permit for your bounce house. Again, probably just a joke. Um, but that's when we get Scott Weinberg... Who had to send this cool tweet like the other two i'm like fine whatever i mean it's or the other three i guess it's like okay whatever the christopher kilty guy i kind of think he uh wasn't making a joke i think he's just a an uptight little nerd but scott weinberg i never said tim allen was a stupid fucking bigot because he doesn't know how to play spades sheesh relax people he's a stupid fucking bigot for saying shit like this and this is back from 2013 when Tim Allen said, uh, I think I should be able to say the N-word on stage. I used to. I'm not a racist. Um, why Why is it such a big deal? So they're digging up things from 2013. This is this is just wonderful of, of Twitter just trying to, to be mad. And we get our wonderful Charlotte Clymer. You remember the, the dude who's a lady now who like, totally i'm pretty sure sexually assaulted uh, a woman or whatever and now he's just like i'm trans now call me charlotte and you just get out of it somehow i'm down with the the turfs the trans exclusive uh radical uh, clans exclusionary radical feminists they're wrong about a whole mess of things but i'm used to women being fucking stupid uh they're they're right on this on this count but you know i think we talked about turfs on the last episode anyway charlotte climber Last year, I wrote a piece on Tim Allen for a major publication after being pitched by then to write said piece and was rejected for being too mean because I talked about his racism and general tool baggery. You get a tool baggery because of tool time? I'm pretty sure old uh, Charlotte didn't even think of that one, but fine. Uh, sipping coffee this evening, are you? 
I mean, it's it, let me t- let me tell you how you how you play spades. First and foremost, you roll up to the hood, right? And you got to make sure that you keep your lights off. Uh, you know, going into the hood, but you got to make sure you turn them back on once you get into like the correct hoods neighborhood. Because one, if people see unfamiliar lights, they're gonna come after your car. But if you're going through, you know, the good hood and you have your lights off, people are going to think it's a drive-by. So that's not very good. Anyway, once you get to Jamal's house, what you do is you give him the 40s that you picked up at the corner store. So once you have the 40s uh, safely in Jamal's hands, you buy the cocaine and then you leave. And that's how you play spades. In reality, it's some bullshit card game. I'm not I'm not particularly interested in it. And I don't care. Uh I don't think you can play it in Vegas. Maybe you can, but I know it's just like a four-person game. I prefer solitaire. I just or not to, and even then, I just play on the damn computer. Because I mean, I don't know how long it's a work. Computers have Fortnite. Eh, the way things are going, not too long. Yeah, I cheered myself up a little bit. Okay, I feel pretty good about this. But yeah, I mean, I thought uh, I, I thought Tom Hanks going whoopah whoopah. Was more racist. Was more racist than Tim Allen saying, "I don't know how to how to play spades." But I, I, like, imagine you're doing it. You're a fucking presser for Toy Story Four, beloved movie series. I'm pretty sure the third one was probably even good. No. Miley Cyrus also getting hit. This comes from Breitbart. Miley Cyrus apologizes for past racist comments about hip hop. I was thinking, oh man, her dad was Billy Ray. Billy Ray, you know, did Old Town Road now, so like maybe he's trying to make up for something. Something, something might have been uncovered. Like, did she say the N word? Did she say I don't want to hear any of that GD N word music? No, no, it was none of that at all. Despite featuring production for uh, from rap producer Mike Will made it uh, for her 2013 album Bangers. Cyrus later criticizes genre for being too lewd. <sighs> I'm not going to do my Miley Cyrus voice because it's just my Batman voice. Like, it's just my Batman voice. That bitch has got the raspiest voice in the entire world. I love that the new Kendrick Lamar song, Humble, show me something natural like uh, ass with some stretch marks, she said in twenty in a 2017 interview with Billboard. I love that because it's not, come sit on my dick, suck my cock. I can't listen to that anymore. That's what pushed me out of the hip-hop scene a little. It was too much. Lamborghini, got my Rolex, got a girl in my cock. I am so not that. In 2017, a white woman said that she wasn't about... Lamborghini got my Rolex, got a girl on my cock. I am so not. Uh, that, that's what. The same lady who campaigned for Hillary under like women's rights, women's rights, Miley Cyrus. Hey, I came in like a wrecking ball. I love it so much. I love black people. But no, a YouTuber, a YouTuber, some black YouTuber. Is a black lady up? Is that a black? Yeah, it's a black lady. Sorry. Sometimes you gotta check. Sometimes you have to check. Decided to make this video, uh, saying that she thought that that was an issue. It's a twenty-seven minute video. 
It's 27 minutes of just some woman bitching about something Miley Cyrus said in 2017 about not liking misogyny in hip-hop lyrics. Like, I mean, that's my favorite part of hip-hop lyrics. I, that's my favorite part. Just watch your video, Cyrus wrote in the comments section of the video. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak up. Being silent is not like me at all. I'm aware of my platform and have always used it in the best way I know how. And to shine a light on injustice, I want to start with saying I am sorry. I own the fact that saying this pushed me out of the hip-hop scene a little was insensitive as it is a privilege to have the ability to dip in and out of the scene. Do you? I I mean, that's think about how silly that is. Do you think Ben Carson, right? Do you think he would would look at that and go, "Well, Miley, I think you're kind of a bitch because, uh, oh, you know, because it's like." Being black, all I am is rap music. That's all black people are. Rap music. I'm Ben Carson. I mean, give me a break. Dip in and out of the same. Okay, and this is a black woman that made this video. The same woman that go around saying, treat me like a queen. You got to give me a little bit of a fucking break here. I mean, it's she just made a video and then she got the response that she wanted. A celebrity, somebody that she'll never be, responding to her video. That's all these people want. They're not exactly ever uh, serious about these things. Like, it's just trying to get a reaction. I mean, I want to say that the progressives might be the coolest trolls in the entire world. There are decades of inequality that I'm aware of, but still have a lot uh, to learn about. She continued, silence is a part of the problem and I refuse to be quiet anymore. My words I became a divider in a time where togetherness and unity is crucial. I cannot change what I said at the time, but I can say I am deeply sorry for the disconnect my words caused. Simply said, I fucked up. And I simply apologize. I'm committed to using my voice for healing change and standing up for what's right. Miley. I, I, I don't. Like, I, I can you can you imagine what I mean? My day has been bad. But can you imagine having to. Like, have somebody write that apology or like write that apology to some asshole who made a video that was mad that you said you were against misogyny, but they said that that's racist because you're white. I mean, I thought the purity spiraling among the right, uh, or the dissident right in particular, or especially, or, or probably just just them, was bad uh, in like 2016. But progressivism always takes the fucking cake. I don't know. I'm 20 minutes in into the thing, and I haven't even started the damn show yet. So, anyway, let's get to some fucking you know politics and stuff because that's what the show is really about, not how bad celebrities have it. If your kids are in the field and your wife's in the kitchen baking, and you're sitting down with something cold in your hand, chances are you're getting ready to listen to right to right to right. I want to apologize for that last segment where I 
um, was mean to the dissident right, accusing them of being purity spiraling jackasses uh, in 2016. I, I have I've thought about it. Anyway, uh, this this one this one's just silly as fuck. John Dean on Trump calling him a loser sleaze bag. I'm honored to be part of his enemies list. Now, if you're not familiar with John Dean, then don't you know don't don't fret at all. That's because the guy is a nobody. He's been a CNN contributor for ages. He went to jail uh, for coordinating with with Nixon and obstruction uh, obstructing justice. Uh, and I thought this was the silliest thing. They the Democrats dragged John Dean out, who is 146 years old. The last time he was in front of uh, the House Judiciary Committee, uh, he was uh, it was it was 1973, uh, and even then he was 146 years old. The guy comes out. They they drag him out. There was no reason for it. There was no reason for it at all outside of. Uh, I guess wanting to relive some strange fantasy. You know, the Mueller report didn't work out. Mueller's not going to testify. They can't drag him out to do it. So they're like, I don't know. Let's get, let's get, uh, let's get John Dean. Let's get it. Let's get him out here because I, over the past uh, several years, all he has ever done is say, this is worse than Watergate. And that's, that's his whole gag. And I get it. You know, it's like, uh, sort of like, um, who was the bitch that went coochie coochie chachi no that was a different thing but anyway the, the, the whole point is this guy's a stooge but he's made a living doing it and i can respect the hustle absolutely i think that that's it's fucking hilarious he gets to come out and he gets to go this is worse than Watergate. that's worse than Watergate. yada 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 but to drag the guy in front of a judiciary committee and and then ask him hey uh john we're kind of fresh out of ideas here what what do you think about it and he just goes, and they're like, say the line, John. It's worse than Watergate. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> until the Republicans got to go, hey, John, uh, you, you went to jail, right? Well, that's, I'm not here as a factual witness. I, John, John, you went to jail for obstruction of justice. Well, that's not really either here nor... Hey, uh, so... In the past two years, you've sent... 900 tweets about President Trump. Were any of them... They were, none of them were positive, right? Well, it's... I, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 sounds like a, that sounds like a thing. Sounds like a thing I would do. I mean, it says here that you said Donald Trump is... Uh, it looks like you wrote the N-word maybe maybe that's the thing that i would do so this goes on and then a helicopter crashes <laughs> like a fucking helicopter crashes and then they take it off the air because a helicopter crashing is more important than this spectacle that they've got on on mainstream media here and i guess frankly that's true but the coolest part about it was how Jim Jordan and, and Matt Gates just tore in to this asshole. And it wouldn't take much. And it is exactly the reason why Robert Mueller would not want to go and do this. 
What it was was like it was it was Mark trial with Jay Reinhold. It was stupid. There was no reason to fucking have this happen. They're out of ideas. It's just a way to keep this idea in the fucking media. Well, he was around during Watergate, so he must know something. He doesn't know shit. He hasn't done anything since the fucking 70s, N-word. What's the guy done? He's gone on CNN and go, it's worse than Watergate. Every single thing. It's about the goofiest thing in the entire world. So fine. Uh, Trump goes, uh, Trump was asked about it, uh, by Anderson Cooper. Can't make fun of him. It's his month. Uh, uh, uh you know, I, I, he goes, I think, I, I think he was disbarred and, uh, he went to prison. Other than that, he's doing a great job. And then here's what, uh, here's what Dean had to say. Well, I'm honored to be on the president, uh, be on the, on his enemies list. I was able to make Nixon's at the end, and I'm so pleased that I'm on Trump's given my feelings about the threat he is to this country. So, if you're not familiar with Nixon, there's no reason to be. Don't worry, it's from the fucking 70s. It doesn't matter. But, John Dean helped make the enemies list. He had a list of enemies, and they were people they were going to just, nah, you know, not, not kill. They weren't going to drone them. It's not the Obama administration, folks. He's not going to drone American citizens. But they were going to kind of get rid of them, push them out of life, right? Push them out of, uh, you know, political life. John Dean helped fucking do that. John Dean didn't flip on Nixon until he was like, I didn't know what the fuck he was going to do. So he was like, okay, I guess I'll make the media kind of like me. And my man still went to prison. This is the guy that they were comparing Michael Cohen to, if you remember, during the whole Cohen bullshit. They were like, maybe this is Donald Trump's John Dean. But nobody has cared about John Dean. None of that. No, I mean, I, I, I don't think anybody has actually cared about John Dean for, I, well, since the fucking 70s, really. But, I mean, you get you know, anything about how strange is it that they like to keep dragging this idea up of Watergate? It's because they've got nothing else. They just have to make some type of comparison because God help them if they have to make something new or actually focus on the things that they are making that are that are new, which is like a strange, odd form of like not even Marxism, just a uh, neoliberalism is a disgusting beast. It's it's like it's like Cthulhu. You know, like if you if you were to look at it, you just go insane. What if amnesia, the game amnesia? What if amnesia was like an allegory for neoliberalism? Because, like, I mean, if you think about it, like, it's if you look at, I mean, as bad as it is, but like, if you look at Nazism, you can like idealize you can like like make it shape right because you've been taught about it for so long and and how bad it is and things and and that's you know that's fine you you go okay i know what that is it's well now these days it's every republican or whatever but like i mean if you've seen the history channel you can look at it. what they've got now besides russia conspiracy and donald trump is that which any person could look at that and go well that's not even these two slides are not the same. Are you sure you handed me just not two different pictures? I'm looking for the seven things that are the same. And, uh, well, these are, this is just completely different photos. 
uh, they're like, look closer. You're like, yes, they're both photos. What did I win? When you look at whatever neoliberalism is trying to create, this this postmodernist nonsense, I think you just a normal person goes insane. So that's why they have to have the comparison. They'll be like, but this is like a thing in the 70s when reality hadn't glitched out yet. We're trying to, we're, we've got the, the machine elves in the back trying to fix what the fuck's going on with the, with the server. Uh, the comparisons to Watergate are just hilarious. Dean said that he is deeply troubled by the president uh, we're living with, and it's one of the reasons he decided to speak out in recent years. No, it's not. He's got no money. He just he likes the spotlight. I mean, he was supposed to be something big, and now he's not. One of the reasons that I did what I did back during Watergate was the, th the thought that this will never happen again. And one of the reasons I had a knot in my stomach, one of the reasons I'm on CNN is because I'm deeply troubled by the presidency we're living with. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's because nobody else would pay him. Like, if we're just being completely honest, I think that nobody else would pay him. But, I mean, you, you watch the way that, that CNN brings in these people. Who was the last, uh, you know, the, the, the two Watergate journalists, uh, uh, was it Bernstein, uh, that they, or was it Woodward? I forget. I think it was Bernstein. Either way, they bring this they bring this goofball in and they have him around all the time going, oh, Watergate worse than Watergate worse than Watergate. And if they repeat a mantra over and over again, it's still not going to make it true. But shit, if you're CNN, like, I mean, I'd be reaching for ideas. But it is funny. This was a total flop. A helicopter crash in New York was more newsworthy than anything this bozo had to say. Um, that, I, I guess better luck next time. I really don't know. This is Ryan DeBryden. At least listen to a podcast on the internet. Now, I, I, I was thinking of actually even skipping this one, and I'm probably just going to go long a little tonight, but that's fine. I mean, it's it's more for the, the people on the RSS feed over at Anchor.fm, because this fucking channel, eventually as small as it is, will get shut down. McCarthy offers support for lawmaker pay hike. So House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, the guy that uh, beat out Jim Jordan, very frustrating to me. Very frustrating to this day. You remember when the Freedom Caucus was kind of on the rise and I was like, hell yeah, President Rand Paul, 2024, that's going to be great. Uh, no, now we got this doofus instead. And this was this was just going to be a quick one. I mean, the whole thing is: Do you want Congress to get uh, a pay hike, a cost of living adjustment, as Alexandria Ocasio keyboard said? Personally, no, I don't, because I don't want abortionists to get a goddamn pay hike either. Fuck you! I hate you. I hate you. You already get paid too damn much, and you have Democrats pushing for more shit yet again, saying you can't sleep in your office. So you get that happening. Oh, you can't sleep in your office, so you have to have two locations. Two houses in your home district and in D.C. Nah, sleep in your office, bud. Sleep in your fucking office. You're all about homeless people. Sleep in your fucking office. You should be able to do that. We should make them do that. In fact, we should make little cages for each and every single one of them and not let them go until they finally decided to do something useful. But now we have to be like, oh, well, let's give them a pay hike. 
You know, I was disappointed. I had Tim Pool on the timeline agreeing with Alexandria Ocasio keyboard, who was agreeing with some other retard who who was like, "Yeah, you have to give them pay increases because uh, if you don't, uh, then then they're gonna they're gonna take bribes and be corrupt." One, they're always gonna be corrupt. They're in government, my man. They're in government. They're always gonna be corrupt, and they're gonna take bribes. And you know what? That doesn't even make any sense either. Because it's like when people say, well, what do you expect people in the inner city to do? They're poor. Well, of course they're going to rob liquor stores. Yeah. Dude, when I don't have money, I don't, especially on the level of like a congressperson, because Congress people now, unfortunately, I don't go... Hey, time to commit felonies. That's not what I do. That's not what most people do. It is total projection from a bunch of scumbags. Your assholes. Your huge fucking assholes. We should pay them fucking nothing until they do something. But of course, they're going to get a fucking pay hike, and that's fine. All the while going, fight for 15. Fucking over small businesses. Turning the classes against one another. And then what? Oh, well, we have to have two places to live because of a thing that, a rule that we said. Just make it, just be transparent. Make a fucking rule saying that you get all of the money in the world. Just say that you get, your only bank is the Federal Reserve. And you get to go and print all the money that you want. Just say it. Like, don't, I mean, don't, don't give me fucking this nonsense. You made the rule. You made these rules. And then now you want to pay increase. And then you get the socialist queen socialist over there backing it up. And you get Tim Pool, who I admire and respect, backing this up. It's, it's a fucking shitty narrative. It's not a real thing. They're going to do it no matter what. They're just going to have more money while they do it. Populism, baby. It's time for populism. Oh, it's just, it's just a frustrating thing to me, guys. It's just, that's, it's so fucking frustrating. I, 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 I don't like them. I... You're listening to Write to Brighton. A depressing dose of reality. Let's look into some funny stuff now. Let's look into some real funny stuff. Uh... We'll, we'll do all of the, as much as we can of the uh, Democrats before I get to Biden. And then, you know, we'll, we'll hit the break, possibly. Um, I, 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 for one, like I said at the beginning of this season, I am going to be just phoning it in until the Dem debates. And then I'm going to have some real shit for you. But for the meantime, uh, you know, this, this is what you get. And, and uh, listen. I, I respect you. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, I can't. No, I don't. I don't. But look, we're still going to have to talk about this shit regardless. The Democratic Party is uh, doing some 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 fun stuff at the moment. I mean, obviously, we all know Joe Biden is ahead. Joe Biden is, is fucking killing it. 37% right now. Among the field of nine. 
So you got Joe Biden, 37, Bernie Sanders, 19, but he's creeping up. And I'll get to why I do think that he's going to creep up a little bit more uh, as we get probably in the second half of the program. Elizabeth Senator Warren, dirty diapers Elizabeth Warren at 11%. She's in third. I never would have imagined. I mean, the dark horse with an Indian on it comes, comes in. Who would have thought? I mean, she was polling it at negative six. Like, they were doing polls and people were like, who are you going to vote for? And they were like, I will fucking not good things about Elizabeth Warren. And they were like, that is, I've never seen a person be negative six before. You got uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg in at fourth. Kamala Harris uh, is tied for fourth, so I guess they're both fifth. Uh, Beto nowhere with uh, six. He's got four percent. Cory Booker three percent. Uh, Amy Klobuchar surprisingly with two percent, and then uh, Michael Bennett. Who the fuck is that? Uh, with one percent. Which is a shame because that means that Andrew Yang, who was polling at ten percent, ten percent, either got cut out of this, uh, cut out of this article, or uh, yeah, no, he he's way down here with the other one percent guys. He's still polling in the same area as John Delaney and Julian Castro. So I'm sorry, Yang. I'm sorry, Yang Gang. Um, he's just barely beating the people that aren't making it to the first debate on the 26th. I am excited for the debate. We've got tons of people now just coming out of the woodwork to say the craziest shit that they can in order to get up there into the ranks, even with Bernie Sanders. Biden is doing his damnedest not to win this thing. It's incredible to watch Joe Biden just flub time and time and time and time again. But he has a little bit of a... Like a gooey shield around him. And that's because everybody's used to Joe Biden gaffing constantly. It's something incredible to behold. But I do think, and when, when we get to Joe Biden, uh, I do think that... Uh, uh, I, I still think he's going to be the nominee, but he's not going to be the beloved nominee. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, before we get to these these loony candidates here, the, the, the two of them I want to talk about right away. Do you know who is going to be the moderator for the first Democratic debate? Rachel fucking Maddow. Rachel Maddow is going to be the moderator for the, for the first Democrat debate on over on MSNBC. That is the equivalent of Tucker Carlson being a moderator for a debate. It makes absolutely no sense. She is an opinion talk show host. She is an out there. I guess she's still a lady, right? Give it like five more years. She's going to need the ratings. She's going to have to go full Charlotte Clymer on everybody and uh, guilt the left into watching her. But for now, she's a lady. Have you seen what she looked like in high school versus what she looks like now? I mean, even 10 years ago, I probably still would have. I mean, anyone would, but... 
Think about what Rachel Maddow's show is about constantly. She's the one who was like, we've got Donald Trump's tax returns. And then it was like, he paid his taxes. Absolute fucking goofball of a show filled with complete idiots. And she gets on there and uh, she was a former, uh, 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 she was hired actually by Tucker Carlson when Tucker was ever on MSNBC. Fun fact. Cool guy, big boys. So she was hired by, hired by Tucker. It would be the equivalent of Tucker Carlson hosting a debate, which even I would not be like totally cool with. I mean, if we're supposed to be, these are not, you know, ideologues or whatever. But the DNC said that Fox is not even allowed to air the debate, which seems odd, which I think the candidates are mad about because they were like, uh, fuck you, we're going to do Fox town halls then. So they may change their mind on that as, as things, uh, you know, progress, but, you know, who knows. I, I, I don't know if I'm excited about this or not. I mean, it doesn't matter really in the long run who hosts these debates. Um, but it is a little bit of a precursor, right? Because who's going to host the presidential debates? You're going to get Rachel Maddow throwing questions at Trump like, so, Mr. Trump, it's incredibly obvious that you coordinated with Russia. Our, uh, my question to you is, are you going to rig the election and the voting uh, booths again? Don't be surprised when that happens. Don't be surprised just in the in the least bit when that fucking happens. It's... I don't know. <laughs> this is Right to Bryden, the number one ADL honeypot podcast. Now, this was great. Pete Buttigieg, I will cut funds to Israel if it annexes part of the West Bank. Whoa. Okay. Uh, well, let's... Let, let's see uh, a little bit more of, 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 of what he has to say here. I wonder if I have a clip, actually. Be nice. Yeah, I do. Um... Is the alt-right going to fucking totally back Mayor Pete now? I wonder what Richard Spencer has to say about Pete Buttigieg. The closer an ally, the more important it is that we speak truth to them. The security and survival of the democratic state of Israel has been and continues to be an essential, essential tenet of U.S. foreign policy and is very much in our national interest which is why neither American nor Israeli leaders should play personal politics with the security of Israel and its neighbors. Just as an American patriot may oppose the policies of the American president, a supporter of Israel may also oppose the policies of the Israeli right-wing government. especially when we see increasingly disturbing signs that the Netanyahu government is turning away from peace. The suffering of the Palestinian people, especially the humanitarian disaster in Gaza, has many authors, from the extremism of Hamas and the inefficacy of the Palestinian Authority, 
to the indifference of the international community, and yes, the policies of the current Israeli government. And now Gaza has become a breeding ground for the kind of extremism that only exacerbates threats to Israel and the region. Israeli and Palestinian citizens should be able to enjoy the freedom to go about their daily lives without fear and to work to achieve economic well-being for their families. As Israel's most powerful and most reliable ally, the United States has the opportunity to shape a more constructive path with the tough and honest guidance that friendship and fairness require. The current state of affairs cannot endure. The pressure of history and the mathematics of demography mean that well before 2054, Israelis and Palestinians will have come to see either peace or catastrophe. A two-state solution that achieves legitimate Palestinian aspirations and meets Israel's security needs remains the only viable way forward, and it will be our policy to support such a solution actively. And if Prime Minister Netanyahu makes good on his threat to annex West Bank settlements, he should know that a President Buttigieg would take steps to ensure that American taxpayers won't help foot the bill. What did I what did I say? Jeez, oh, last Last uh, last season of the show repeatedly over and over and over again that in 2020 you're going to see so many of the one issue voters who are just like, I don't like Jews, are going to run over to the Democrat Party. Now look, I am not a supporter of Israel. Uh, I think they're a, a shitty place. Uh, I don't like the way that they interfere with U.S. politics. That, that's not really what he's saying. What he's saying is that he really loves Palestinians, who I'm also not really a big fan of. Uh, if it was up to me, you would just let him fight it out. And I don't care, because I don't live there. I'm loving this newfound <laughs> hatred of Israel that the, the, the left has. Uh... To a certain point, they're going to end up uh, just, just. I mean, Stalin wasn't a big fan of, of Jews. So I think uh, between that and the Islamic shit, it's going to be funny whatever happens. Like, I'm just going to laugh no matter what happens. But they're going to have to, they have seven months before the primary and then an entire year after that. They're going to really have to amp this up because if it's not Biden, shit, they might, they might elect the ghost of Gaddafi at this point. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I just know that it's going to be funny because they're, all of their media counterparts don't like this, but they've got to keep up with the base and the youth base is all for Palestine. I'm excited for it. The reasons that I'm not excited for it are is like, you know, it really is like first they came for the Jews and then, uh, yeah, then they're going to, they're going to come for us. Cause, uh, here's this, where's this, uh, Gillibrand thing. 
Um, I mean, if they just came after Israel and were like, hey, we're Ron Paul now, I'd be like, yeah, cool. What's funny is like all of their little foot soldiers are Jewish dudes too. Or I guess they're Jewish ladies now because they've gone through transition. Whatever the Antifa are doing. Uh, whatever's hip with the kids these days. It, it's just, it's, I, it's a very interesting situation. It's a very interesting thing to watch as they just kind of slip further and further and further into Democrats are the real racists or whatever. And I can't wait until there is like this Nazbol bullshit that infects the Democratic Party. It's uh, it's getting just so fucking close to that. Oh, I mean, it could just be straight up Muslims. I don't know. But like, like we talked on the Saturday show about how they were like, no, Star David's at this gay pride parade. It's neat because they get to hear me like, well, you guys are the ones that caused it. And then now it's biting them and nah, it's, uh, it's too funny. But you know what's not funny is because like, I mean, that's, I'm not just going to get a pass. Uh, I'd be like, ah, you, you know, you, you're ragging on the Jews. And they be like, I also do that. And they're going to be like, we have to kill you too, Bryden. And I'll be like, oh, no. Gillibrand uh, has no chance of, of, of being a fucking president. Like, she's ever. Not even president of, like, ugly bitch university. She has no she has no fucking chance in the entire world. But she goes to Iowa, and she spouts some, some really cool nonsense here. Uh, that I don't want to say I was shocked. I just, I, I, I want to say that I was shocked that someone would be so blunt as to say this. But I don't think that she understood what she was really saying. Um, I know what she was saying. I don't even know if she meant what she was saying. But she embodied what these these folks are all about. Uh, and I think it's it's wrong to deny women basic reproductive freedom and basic human rights. You've said you're worried about judicial independence, but imposing a litmus test on your nominees yeah. has long been seen as right. uh, an encroachment on judicial independence. Right. Um, I mean, are are you doing? I think there's some issues that are have such moral clarity that we have as a society decided that the other side is not acceptable. Imagine saying um, that it's okay to appoint a judge who's racist or anti-Semitic or homophobic. Um, telling, uh, uh, asking someone to appoint someone who takes away basic human rights of any group of people in America. I, I think that we are, we've, we've, I, I don't think those are political issues anymore. She doesn't think that they're political issues anymore. Now, you gotta ask yourself, who is racist, who is anti-Semitic, who is that? Well, Steve King, clearly. Uh, I'm sorry, was it Clarence Thomas, uh, like a, a rapist or some bullshit? And then they were like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. And so they brought it up again under Kavanaugh. Wasn't Kavanaugh supposedly a gang rapist, all this? Oh, somebody who's a racist, somebody who's anti-Semitic. It wouldn't be cool to appoint a judge who's like that. The words that they define. It is anyone who opposes them. And now she is saying what they really mean. I don't think it is an issue anymore. We have decided as a society 
that the, the other side is wrong. They're just wrong. Even though even half the way you want to make it a women's issue, half the women in the country oppose abortion. So there you go. We've decided as a society. No, you've decided as the one-party state of, of fucking what you want to be. California being your wonderful little petri dish of what you want everything to be. That it's not even, it's not even worth arguing anymore. You're as good as being in the clan if you oppose abortion. I'll get to, I'll play the, the rest here in a second, and it, it plays to my point, but they get to just they get to decide what rights are, and the rights are whatever they decide for you. You get to you, you, you get to live so much as they've decided that you're going to vote for the party. All of this sounds very familiar. I don't know. It's something I'm, I'm so tired of hearing about Russians. <laughs> I don't know. I love that she's just coming right out of the gate, though, and saying, we've decided this for you. Like, they've decided race realism for you. They decided that it's not real and that actually it is the white people who are bad. We've decided all of these things as a society, in the society that she is a part of. She does not care about what I think. And if she were to be president, she's supposed to represent, you know, people, the people of Ohio as well. And the people of Ohio have decided they're against abortion. Many states have now passed the heartbeat bill. But we as a society have decided that those states should be annexed and burned in a scorched earth campaign to reunite us with Mexico. And we believe in this country in the separation of church and state. And I respect. No, we don't. You do. I don't. Respect the rights of, of every American to hold their religious beliefs true to themselves. But our country and our constitution has always demanded that we have a separation of church and state. And that was that was also like just for the just for the record. That was back during the days when people were like, I want to be this kind of Christian. And they were like, I guess weirdo Quakers over here. Fine. And all these efforts by President Trump and other ultra-radical conservative judges and justices to impose their... Like that black guy? Like that black guy, Clarence Thomas? Heaven forbid he uphold the fucking Constitution. You know, they tried to fucking slander the shit out of this guy even recently. I mean, good God, what they did to Kavanaugh. You know, I, it's, you know she hates Kavanaugh. Faith on Americans is contrary to our Constitution, and that, that's what this is. And so I believe that for all of these issues, um, they are not issues that there is a fair other side. There is no moral equivalency when you come to racism. And I do not believe there's a moral equivalency when it comes to changing laws that deny women reproductive freedom. There you go. So you know how, like, being called a racist is the worst thing in the entire world. It's the kill shot on white people. 
You know, like that's Charlie Kirk has so many videos. I was at CPAC and he's like, cool guy, turning point USA video. Somebody called Charlie Kirk a racist and he was like, I'm not even racist. And then he like, Candace Owens came out of nowhere and it was like they did a back to back. And then, you know, there was like a Charlie's Angels thing going on. I, what? Now, if you believe that abortion is wrong, you might as well put on a fucking clan hood. You might as well have been at Charlottesville, you know, because that it, they, they this is exactly a throwback to what it was like, I guess, in the 90s. Although during the 90s, there were some people blowing up abortion clinics and killing abortion doctors and stuff. And, uh, well, you can't do that. You can't, you can't do terrorism. Uh, I also believe abortion is wrong, but I'm against, I'm against it because of, you know, murder. I think that murder is wrong. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen as radical an opposition to it in like a very long time, really. Even just kind of looking back. I mean, now that I really think about it, I, it, it hasn't been this plain stated, I guess. Like someone who's just like trying to grasp at the base and trying to say, notice me, look at me. This is what Democratic voters want. And apparently what they want is to say the other side should be totally branded as out, were out of society, un-American, backwards people. Which is the way that they brand anybody who that they deem a racist. So if we look at the evolution of who is called a racist, you know, they call Trump a racist all the time, and that's like, I mean, I fucking wish. Anybody who doesn't want to murder post-birth children like Governor Ralph Northam which that just went away, didn't it? You remember when that was a big deal and now it's just gone away? It just went away. Anybody who's not on board with that, the selling of baby parts, because we can do so much great science with it. We can regrow half an eyeball and then they'll only need one Coke, they'll only need one Coke bottle monocle. Those people will be deemed reprehensible, backwards individuals, much like anyone who would be a racist. This is all setting it up for just grasping at what those voters want, or at least she perceives those voters to want. And I think a, 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 a small base of those voters want, and sadly, they're the younger voters. Hopefully, they grow the fuck out of it. I mean, we all advance our knowledge of things as we get older. I mean, hell, dude, when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, I was like, I've been told, like, abortion's a medical procedure and it's not real and, like, all of that. I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. Because, you know, you just that's what you're told. You don't look into it because who cares? You're trying to play video games. They have this... hold 
It just it, it. I'd be hard pressed to say that I'm not freaking out a little bit because it's Kirsten Gillibrand saying this, but I feel like she just kind of let the mask slip. Because obviously there was there was testing done. There was this uh, polling of like, okay, Kirsten, here's what you got to back. Okay, this is uh, abortion. Um, and uh, people also don't like racism. And she thought, I'm a genius. I'll go out there and compare the two. But if that's what's going to work with voters, they do see one side completely versus the other side. And that this is a non-issue, and they want to frame it as denying rights to someone. We're we're in for some pretty bad trouble. And that's not even thinking about like the rights of the unborn. Because remember, it's up until you know you're old enough to vote. <laughs> I guess you're uh, I guess you're just shit out of luck. That one kind of haunted me. I think it was a misstep by her. That's why you're not going to hear about it in the media at all. I don't I don't think anybody's going to want to cover that cuz nobody wants to try to destroy Gillibrand yet. Um we're going to get into we're going to get into Bernie here in a little bit. We're going to take a quick break cuz we're at the hour mark. I'm going to say this is a low energy show. Um but that's that's fine. I got so much bullshit I'm not even going to get to. I don't even care. Uh, yeah. Be right back. <laughs> Oh man, you guys remember when I gave a shit about this show? Oh, it's fuck. the right God right damn it! Homo C-SPAN nationalism. Alright, yeah, you, you guys remember when I gave a shit about this show? Man, it was so good. Oh yeah, I made a martini. Uh, I'm probably gonna make another martini. I'll probably show you how to make martinis. Um, that's the plan. Yeah, this show used to be fun. Uh, it's uh, I just don't, I just don't care. Uh, just want those fucking debates to start. Good grief! I mean, these guys are such bozos, total goofballs. I mean, uh, we got a whole thing on Joe Biden. So Biden goes over to Iowa. Finally, he got there after everybody else. Uh, Trump, <laughs> Trump decides. All right, yeah, I'm also going to Iowa, just coincidentally. Um, I mean, they are the first uh, first state to have their primaries, so it does make sense. But for Trump to wait is pretty funny. Uh, this happens to be there a day after Biden. And I believe Biden's still there now. Uh, he was saying some goofy bullshit tonight. Um, but let's, I mean, let's just, we'll go through our Biden, go through our Biden stuff, then our Trump stuff, and then we have like non-politics stuff for the, well, that's not true. All of it is, isn't it? It always is. You know, as the great, uh, you know, Andrew, um, um, uh, politics is, uh, has something to do with like, culture or some something. You guys played Resident Evil 7 recently? It was fun. All right. I'm going to tell you, okay, I'm going to stop digging around. That's not true. I'm not. Uh, Biden says, as president, he wants to cure cancer. 
I have not heard a more outrageous campaign promise since we're going to build a wall. Except I don't think anybody's going to buy this one. Biden this one, perhaps. Just phoning it in, guys. I just want those debates. I, I, I think it's a bold thing for Joe Biden to say, I'm, we're going to cure fucking cancer. What type of cancer? Because, like, skin cancer... You can deal with a lot of that. Brain tumors, brain cancer, not as easily dealt with. Not as easily dealt with at all. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have a Biden impression, especially if this motherfucker is gonna be president. I've worked so hard in my career that I promise you, if I'm elected president, we're going to see the single most important thing that changes America. We're going to cure cancer. When I first, like, I, I, when I first heard this, I was like, wait, he's got to have something after that. There's got to be some type of context in which he's not just sounding like a doofus. But no, that's Joe. Throwing out those promises. We're going to straight up cure cancer. This is better than we're just going to give you free everything. Like, he one-upped Bernie in just the magical land of where these things can happen. Now, this is his... Barack Obama said... Well, what do you... Uh, Trump keeps saying that uh, how he's going to bring these jobs back. Well, what are you going to do? Wave a magic wand? What are you going to do, Joe? You going to wave a magic fucking wand? How are you going to cure cancer? It's the most fantastical idea I've heard since free college, free healthcare, free everything. Because I thought Bernie Sanders was a wackadoodle. And I was like, ah, that's just the way socialists are. And then they'll explain a way why that you don't get those things, but you actually need to be manufactured into a, a soft meat to be fed into people that will eventually one day get those things. Joe Biden offers no explanation here. Uh, I don't know how we're supposed to cure cancer. But he's going to do it. And rest assured, the people believe him. This has been brought out. This is a good time to, to bring this up. See, uh, we're getting a producer here in the next couple weeks that's going to be able to take care of all of this shit for me. Uh, which is great. I'm, I'm actually really excited about that. Because uh, that means I don't have to fucking do it anymore. But I've been getting this poll sent to me by dum dums left and right about how Trump is behind Biden. Trump is behind Biden in Texas by 2.5 points according to the Real Clear Politics average. I've been through this before. I feel like I don't need to tell you again, but apparently I do because people don't understand that. Well, shit, even the president came out. And I wish, see, if I had my producer, I'd be able to get the sound bite there. Give me a couple weeks. We'll have a producer. Trump even said the polls don't fucking matter. He's all about ideas. Well, Biden's idea seems to be curing cancer, which is a hell of an idea. It's a great idea. He's an, he's an ideas man, Joe Biden is. I... I mm. 
I'll get back to it here in a second, but I am aware that Biden is doing better than Trump in polls that are almost two years away. But Joe Biden can't just go on saying, I'm going to cure cancer. I mean, maybe he can. Maybe he can just keep saying it because he does continue to just say, goddamn, absolutely everything that he can. I mean, he decided recently, you remember when he was like, China's not a big deal. Well, now he's decided that China is it's, it's a serious threat. Joe Biden in the, isn't the Marco Rubio of the left. Pete Buttigieg is. I could very well see a fucking Biden Buttigieg situation going on. But that's only because Joe has been so deep into, into politics and deep into being this robotic guy for just so damn long that I think he just kind of ran out of shit to say. It polled well when Trump said that, hey, China's not a good thing. And now that's the media keeps going on and on saying, oh, well, it's the Americans who paid for those tariffs. It wasn't China. Was that why China's pissed? Tariffs are, 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 are part of Trump's only arsenal that he has. Mexico's, I mean, we talked about it on the last show. It's really unimportant. But, you know, Mexico saw what was going on with China and buckled. So now Biden has decided, yeah, maybe China's a threat. He goes, we are in competition with China. We need to get tough with China. I'm working on it. I will have, by the end of the month, by the, by the time the debates come around, I will have a Biden. Uh, we need to get tough on China. They're a serious challenge to us. And in some areas, a real threat. Biden told an Iowa audience of 85 people while out campaign, campaigning for president. The comments stand in sharp contrast to the indifference Biden expressed about China last month, just days into his presidential bed. China is going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. Biden said, pointing out some of China's amazing lunch food. Or, I'm sorry, uh, systemic problems like corruption. I mean, you know they're not bad folks, but guess what? They're not. They're not in competition for us. That's what Biden says at the time. I, I'm, it's reminiscent of, of uh, you know, John Kerry. You remember how everybody was going after John Kerry because he was a flip-flopper? When that term was just everywhere. Fox, oh, back when Fox News actually had a little sway. Before they just started letting on every shitty Democrat politician, potential politician in some cases. Different times, folks. Very different times. It was funny. I liked it. But you had Joe go over to fucking Iowa. And the guy just kept going on and on and on about Donald Trump, Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that. I want to bring in Brett Baer. Shut up. Yeah, the guy go on and 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 just for, for fucking ever about Donald fucking Trump. You know what that reminds me of, dude? You know that reminds me of, like, I mean, it's it's incredible. Hillary fucking Clinton. And how well did that work out for her? 
You had Joe Biden go out there and mention Donald Trump 70-some-odd times, apparently. It's as bad as when Hillary had love Trump's hate. And it's like, you put his fucking name in the middle of the thing. You're advertising for him, doofus. There was a whole big buildup. The whole day was Joe Biden's going after Trump. The Joe boy's going to get him good. Going to get him. And then what do we get? A stumbling mess. A 27-minute speech. It was a rally in front of 80 people that amounted to nothing. The media didn't praise him as they were earlier in the day. Why give it the hype? Why give it the fucking hype? It's because they wanted it to be that. All the media wants and all the Democrats want is not just in the normal way of taking down Trump in the election. It's a, a, a rabid obsession with a guy. I don't know how they're going to win any, other, uh, any of their other fucking races, man. It's all focused on one dude. And it's a dude that people like. There was this stupid polls going around like, Donald Trump's polling behind the Democrats and like, uh, you know... Fucking uh, Pennsylvania. You got to give me a break. You got to give me a break. The same polls had Donald Trump behind as well. I don't know how we're going to fare when it comes to, you know, the, the House. But I can tell you Donald Trump's going to win the presidency. There's absolutely no way that the guy doesn't. He doesn't even he doesn't even have to campaign on the guy campaigns. They said that they're considering going to fucking Oregon. And what were we told the entire time? Oh, polls. I don't know the polls. Trump just came out and right, uh, said polls are black and gay and retarded. He just said that in the, in the Rose Garden. It was just like, uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, polls are fucking retarded. And you, you should probably uh, go ahead and stick them up your butt. I don't know why anybody would look at polls this early on into anything. The only polls we should be looking at are, hey, what's going on with the Democrats? If they want to compare them against Trump. <laughs> anything different sounds nice when, let's be honest, Trump has not been doing great. He got a big win with Mexico recently. Totally into that. Went into the last episode. Guess what? What have you done for me lately, fella? But notice that the media is not getting behind Joe Biden. Michael Tracy said something about this about a week ago. About how the media doesn't seem to... And Michael Tracy on, on Twitter, I believe he used to work for the Young Turks. Uh, but he's he's a great lefty guy to follow. He's, a, he's one of those journalist guys. Um, the media has not been backing up Joe Biden. Which makes me wonder who the fuck are they going to back up? Because they've been very, very, very <sighs> about everybody. Remember when Mayor Pete came out? They were all behind Pete Buttigieg. That was going to be the guy. Pete Buttigieg was going to lead us to victory. 
Now what? I mean, Fox News gave him a thing. Shit. Do you think Joe Biden... Do you guys think... I don't know. I'll ask the chat, and I guess the greater podcast listenership at large. Do you think that Joe Biden's going to do a Fox News town hall? I don't think he has already. I think I would have heard about that. Do you think he will do one? I think he feels like he's a little bit above it all. But, I mean, I would imagine he has to. I mean, this is just... It seems like a Mondale situation. Where they're just gonna set Bernie up to run... Or set Biden up to run and to lose. I... But the media might have better plans for that. Because the DNC obviously knows Biden cannot beat Trump. I mean, I was saying for a while, hey, if anybody's got a chance, maybe it's Biden. And then the guy started campaigning, and I didn't realize how old he really was. He cannot stop saying weird shit about little girls. You know that they've told him. You know they've told him, stop doing it. And yet he he persists, doesn't he? He persists. I think that uh, he says he thinks that he will. I, th I think he's got to, I would imagine. It's just an odd, I mean, it's just such an odd thing. But you know, there was this uh, there was this fellow that this is really interesting, and I'm I'm just gonna read most of it. Uh, it was Ryan James Gerdusky, June 11th on Twitter, uh, starts talking about these Winnipeg polling numbers, and this is what you might actually have to worry about, which would just be a strange Republicans cursed. Interesting to find the new Winnipeg numbers. Trump's up considerably among black and Hispanics from 2016. In 2016, he got 8% of the black vote, 28% of the Hispanic vote. Uh, uh, Winnipeg says in 2020, Trump's averaging 12% of the black vote, 37% of the Hispanic vote. On average, an additional 5 to 6% of both voter blocks are undecided. Meaning it's not completely impossible. Trump will get 13 to 15% of the black vote, 37 to 40% of the Hispanic vote, which is incredible numbers, right? It really is. Those are turning point USA ideal numbers. Here's the problem. He's down big with white voters. Trump got 57% of the white vote in 2016, 66% of non-college educated whites. Trump is averaging 50% of the white vote, 54% of non-college educated whites. With the undecided, it's very unlikely Trump will tie or may even top his support among college educated whites. He's averaging about 45% with 8% undecided and not voting. If these polls are correct, he's losing 5 to 10% support among his base, which is far bigger than the amount of Hispanic and black support he's gained, especially in states like Pennsylvania, Mich Michigan, Wisconsin, and uh, North Carolina. Uh, I want to thank whoever this Ryan Gerdusky fella is. I've never heard of him in my life. Not at all. Actually, I just think he's kind of a prick. But, you know, anybody who works at uh, One American News Network kind of is. Um, but it's a great it's a great thing to point out. I mean, what, what a strange new Republicans curse for the new Trumpian conservatism. Jared Kushner has worked so hard to get these black and Hispanic votes that he just up and fucking loses whites 
Those are whites that can go, I mean, don't, don't believe me, believe smarter people. Those are absolutely votes that could go to Joe Biden. Who in his $2.6 million home still refers to himself as middle class Joe. This could be a, a significant problem unless Trump does something for his base. And 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 yeah, you, you heard Joe Biden during his 27-minute fucking shitty, totally scripted speech to 85 people say that Trump's only appealing to his base. This is a lie. Trump is not appealing to his base, and that's a problem. Yeah, you've got the MAGA knots and all of that bullshit that are always going to vote for Donald Trump just because he's a figurehead that they think is like making America great again. And I'm fucking I got a 15,000 follower Twitter account. That's who I am. That is my supporting Donald Trump. It's my personality because I am a single 45 year old woman. Like, that's Fine, whatever. That's a small percentage of the population. Or the Q-tards, who have already committed acts of terrorism. And killed a mob boss, which is a thing. But I think middle America isn't really feeling it. Now, a lot of them are. I know the tariff thing from China uh, is, is kind of hitting a lot of these people, but... I mean, if we start subsidizing the farmers, fine. Maybe they'll get back on board with them. But I want to say it's just, it's ironic. We get the first president who's our first Republican president who's really, really trying to appeal to blacks, Hispanics, has done great things for blacks and Hispanics as far as their unemployment rate and things like that go, who are really, he's actually helping shit for these people. Didn't do shit for white people. And did exactly what Obama did, which was just like, uh, working class whites. Fuck them. Now, I do think this is all going to turn around. When it comes time for the election in 2020, they're going to vote for Trump. He's going to say something. He's going to give some excuse, some promise or something. They'll vote for Trump. But a lot of them, West Virginia, they'll probably vote for Biden. And, you know, you can't blame them. You can't just tell somebody to suffer for so damn long. I mean, the guy was supposed to give us a wall. He was supposed to help the immigration problem. And, you know, what, what do we get? We get, uh, you know, immigration's up. Uh, we get, you know, his, his big... His big accomplishment is like, you know, in Zimbabwe? Bam! You can be gay now. West Virginia doesn't care about that. OIWD presents Right to Bryden. 100% correct. 70% accurate. Now, speaking of gays, I, I, I could not believe this. Well, I can believe this because I, we got to do something during uh, during Pride Month, I guess, for this. 
which we're only 12 days into. 12 days. Masterpiece Cake Shop was just sued for discrimination for a third time. This comes from my uh, wonderful friends over the Daily Wire. I am actually friends with everybody over the Daily Wire and fully endorse everything that they do all the time. Masterpiece Cake Shop is again under fire, now the subject of a third discrimination lawsuit that owner Jack Phillips, American hero, poor guy, uh, discriminated against customer by refusing to make a cake for an unspecified event. Phillips, of course, won the United States Supreme Court uh, uh, at the United States Supreme Court after suing a Colorado human human rights in quotations commission that punished him for refusing to provide a wedding cake for the same-sex wedding in Denver. Uh, a task Phillips said violated his religious conviction that true marriage is between a man and a woman. Phillips offered to sell the couple a pre-made cake and yada. We all know the story. Now this is like okay. We all know that. I thought that went away, and the Supreme Court re refused to do anything except on that one specific case because they're cowards. Because the Supreme, because I mean, it's 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 fucking John Roberts. Roberts is a coward. Clarence Thomas, that's my boy. Love that black guy. <sighs> Got a black fist up for him. So, where is it in here? This is a. Uh, Let's see. Let me find it in here. Newsweek reports that uh, the Baked Goods Center at the center of Scardina's previous complaints to Colorado authorities included a cake to celebrate Satan's birthday with a cheesecake frosting that would feature a large figure of Satan licking a nine-inch black dildo, an actual working model that could be turned on before we unveil the cake. Phillips then said that he believes Scardinia regularly requests objectionable cakes from his bakery, including cakes with pentagrams and upside-down crosses. Scardinia's previous lawsuit, uh, based on claims Phillips made during the original same-sex wedding cake litigation, that he may make any cake for an LGBT customer, except for a wedding cake, was dropped in September and yada, 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 yada. I gotta ask you this, man. Like, it's probably not cool or easy to be like a gay teen in Mobile, Alabama. Well, it might be now. I really don't know what Mobile is. I just assume it's a... I only know about it because of a Kanye song, and I assume that it's like a tiny place. Uh, like, I'll bet it, I mean, it might be tough. But in the month of June, while we have every bank you could go to and, and Xbox, not PlayStation, by the way, but Xbox and, and everything around you, rainbow colored and yada yada, where you could just, I don't smell any fucking oppression here. I don't know how oppressed you could be if like your entire existence revolves around harassing a guy who makes cakes for a living. This isn't about this. This is about what Kirsten Gillibrand was about. Which is bullying and saying, we've drawn a line here as a society. It's, it's odd. 
Because what are the complaints with like people like you or me? Oh well, you just you're you're filled with hatred. I have not done like I have not found like the Red and Black Cafe in Oregon. I don't even know if they're still around. I just know they're like an anarchist cafe. Uh, I've never even prank called them. I I I leave everybody in California alone. I leave people that don't like me alone. After Trump was elected. And people didn't want to talk to me anymore because I supported Trump and they thought I ruined the country. I said, all right, well, leave me alone then. Fuck you. Then you can just be a bad friend. I don't go out of my way to harass businesses. Even when there was like that vape shop with that one kid who like freaked the fuck out and like turned into a little baby and the whole thing went a little viral or whatever. I didn't call that place and get that guy fired. Hell, I I wouldn't even, if somebody was being a douchebag, I wouldn't even go out of my way to try to make anything viral outside of using it for content on my shitty little podcast. If you look at the people who have, like, attacked you or anything like that, I mean, they, I've had, this, nobody listens to this podcast. Nobody watches this damn thing. Look around, if you're in the chat now, look around you. Nobody cares about this shit. Look at my Twitter. Nobody cares about this shit. But they still decide to go after. And the reason is, they're little authoritarian, little weenie fascists. This isn't even about conviction. This is about some fucking Calvistic, religious fucking nonsense. How dare you not agree with them? They have the text, the one true path to salvation. When the Catholics call them Satanists and demons, I mean, I'm like inclined to agree because of just they never tire. I've never seen a group of people that weren't evangelical religious nuts retire, like, not tire from this. And I'm not saying religion is a bad thing. Obviously not. But you get what I'm saying. Like, when, when it's, I've never seen. This type of just, it's its constant. They found one guy that they're mad at, so they just keep going at it. I mean, I'm sorry, it seems like you've won. Except for this one cake shop. Chase Bank backs you, man. But it's relentless. Everyone across the world must know of their peaceful and inclusive ways. It's bizarre. It's downright strange. I don't want everybody to agree with me. Who the fuck would I fight with on the damn internet? You're listening to Right to Brighton. We're America, bitch. This is depressing. I just found out about this uh, uh, earlier today. I didn't even know this was a case. I didn't even know this was a guy. Oh, hold on. I have to open it in fucking incognito mode. Eat a dick, San Francisco Chronicle. Haha, I'm a hacker. I just got around your paywall. That's me hacking it up. 
Judge awards 1.4 million in neo-Nazi case. Oh my god. What did he... Uh, did a neo-Nazi kill someone? Did they do a David Lane and go kill a radio DJ? I mean, because like... Clearly that's bad. Like, you shouldn't murder people. But like... It had to be that. Like, obviously $4.1 million. That's a lot of fucking money. This has to be... Like... There was a great injustice. The latest on a defamation loss against a neo-Nazi website operator. Who do you guys think that is? A neo-Nazi website operator. I'll give you fucking three seconds to guess who the fuck it is. Federal judge has awarded $4.1 million to a Muslim American radio host who accused a neo-Nazi website operator of falsely accusing him of terrorism. U.S. District Court Attorney, uh, I'm not going to read his name, because, uh, you know what? Like school shooters, when judges uh, make bad rulings, I don't want to make them famous. How's that? Don't want to make them famous. All right? Because that's what you wanted, buddy. It's what you wanted, pal. So I'm not going to say your name. Not going to make you famous. Had previously agreed to enter a default judgment against the Daily Stormer. Anyone surprised at all? Notice this never the right steps out best. I mean, I'm just saying. Founder Andrew Anglin and his company on Wednesday, guy I'm not naming, ruled in favor of Sirius XM radio show host Dean Abidullah. Never heard of this. Dean Ab uh, Abidullah. I don't know. He's a fucking... He, apparently his mom came from Pakistan or some bullshit. I don't know. I looked it up. I'll get to him in a second. But uh, And his request for financial damages... And for an injunction ordering the website to take down articles about him. He says Anglin falsely labeled him the mastermind behind a deadly bombing at a concert in England. Now, I have not read this article. But we all know he's talking about the Ariana Grande concert. I'm sure just from context clues because we're probably smart enough people to get that. I have not read this article, but let me guess... This guy's from San Francisco, uh, and he's Muslim. So Andrew Anglin decided to say that by playing Ariana Grande on the radio or and or interviewing her, uh, that he somehow inspired the bombing, and all of it was uh, fucking hilarious. Is that? I mean, does that sound right? That sounds like just using you know logic. That's probably what it was. But this fella with SiriusXM decides we should sue Anglin for a million dollars. But this judge decides 4.1 million should be the reward. No, he's never going to see any of that. Anglin is not anywhere near here. He's, well, now he's, I assume he doesn't even have an American bank account. But he's not coming back to America. It's a shame. He's the only guy that's ever been exiled from America for being too fucking funny. We're now at the point that you can't write that. I mean, you can't you can't even write this goofy stuff. But meanwhile, uh, journalists all the time will write that, you know, so-and-so is a white nationalist, right? Supremacist, you know, all of that, which in the minds of people equates to terrorist. Andrew Anglin is the Andy Kaufman of our generation and that nobody except the people that get it fucking get it. Now, here's the tragedy of it all. 
the real fucking tragedy of it all is who Dean... I don't know. I'm just going to start calling him Dean because Abi Abba, I mean, I'm going to fuck it up. And I'm not trying to fuck his name up on purpose. I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to fuck his name up. It's, uh, you know, some Arab shit. This is according to Wikipedia. In 2005, Dean received the first Spirit of Bill Hicks Award, named in honor of comedian Bill Hicks uh, for thought-provoking comedy from the New York Underground Comedy Festival and the Hicks family. He co-produced with the uh, Emmy-winning comedy writer and best-selling author Max Brooks, uh, a new show entitled The Watch List on Comedy Central's Internet. I've never heard of any of that. Dean is a fucking, well, as as I am, according to, to some people who are allowed to write whatever they want, a former comedian. And that just, that, that breaks my heart, really. That the guy couldn't just get over his own little ego and understand somebody's making fun of it. There was no intersection between Deed, Abadibada, and the Daily Stormer. None. Except maybe on the internet, which you should never take seriously. Which is why I don't take the people that say bad things about me seriously. Ah, uh, certain bloggers out there. I don't, I, you know, the, what, what's the point? He put his I'm a Muslim above being a comedian. Which, color me fucking surprised. Although I did see the first episode of Rami or whatever it is on Hulu, and it was like, eh, I might watch a second one. And then I never did, because it was not funny. It was one of those, like, we want to be Louie, but we're not type of fucking shows. It was awful, but, I mean, it's, I laughed a couple times, but depressing this guy started as a comedian and instead just got into politics and uh took off and then now he's like i'm gonna try to fuck over andrew anglin a guy who was like miles beneath me but i guess honestly continue making the guy culturally relevant like who's like that dude they always talk about you know don't punch down or some bullshit but I wonder who's paying him. I wonder who the fuck is paying him. Are we almost done with this fucking gay ass shit? Oh my god, I still have so much bullshit I gotta do. I hate this. I don't even want to do this shit anymore. Alright, bumper. From the OIWD studios. This is right to Biden. At least listen to a podcast on the internet. Did a mashup of bumpers there. I did a mashup that time. Do you know martinis are like all fucking booze? It's like all booze. That's all it is. It's, um, this one has some olive juice in it, which is cool. Coke Brothers team up with George Soros, Patreon, and Airbnb to fight online extremism. That can only go well. On July 17th, after the Charlottesville Project, uh, uh, the After Charlottesville Project, Charlottesville is the new fucking Holocaust, dude. I swear to God. Like, they were like, people are forgetting about the Holocaust. I guess we'll just do Charlottesville now. When a bunch of nerds met up, honestly, it was a fucking intense time. I dressed up as a Jewish person myself. Uh, and then, uh, that, I mean, that was... That was it for me. Um, 
You got. I mean, you, you just you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. The After Charlottesville Project will host its second summit in San Francisco, California, founded in the aftermath of the deadly 2017 white supremacist attacks. In, attacks. Arguably one attack. With the James Field shit. Because, I mean, what an asshole, right? Uh, one Everybody forgets about the helicopter. They just ran out of gas. So I wouldn't say attacks. Attack. But, hey, as the observer, I don't know anything about them. The conference brings together political and business leaders to discuss solutions for curbing political terrorism. Because that's who you want, is business leaders. That's That's it. While last year's gathering in Missouri involved grassroots and city response initiative, you know, you know who involved business leaders in all of their shit? Fascists. Like that's that was the thing. Whatever. I mean, while last year's gathering in Missouri involved grassroots and city response initiatives, the focus on this year's summit will involve the private tech sector and best practices on fighting hate uh, and extremism online, according to the event's press release. Representatives for the Charles Koch Institute and the ADL will join executives from tech companies, which currently include Eventbrite, Mozilla, Pinterest, Patreon, and Airbnb. Okay, so hold on. Before we... The Koch brothers, right? That's a right-wing thing, except they're not for Trump because they like open borders. Then you get the ADL, who uh, is cool with everybody unless they want open borders. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, the Kochs are not Jewish before you keep, you know, but you don't... Not that that would matter, obviously. I mean, that would never matter, but... Just before you start Googling it. No, they're not fucking Jewish. They're just rich as shit. Uh, you get the you get the Coke the Coke Institute, and you know actually two of the Coke brothers are like totally like not into shit. They're just like they're like yeah I I do like wine. And the other guys like uh, a painting is cool. And the other guys are like let's ruin America. So that's fun. But they team up with the ADL. You get a right wing group and a left wing group teaming up. I wonder what they have in common. They want open fucking borders and to destroy anybody on the internet that might say, you know what, a, a bunch of immigrants moved into my uh, uh, my complex and it just, I, I'm not sure if they're legal because none of them speak English and uh, they sell drugs. I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call the police on them. Anybody who's like, you should call the police. Oh, yeah, you're also going to get banned, which is fun. I'm not even going to that gay little Trump tweet where he was like, I'm a big fat retard. Look, it's a good thing that we have social media right now. It's good. We get to fight against the mainstream media. Meanwhile, James Alsop doesn't have a Patreon. I wonder why. Because of uh, wonderful people like the ADL. Heaven forbid he make YouTube videos at all. Sorry. I'm. I, I, sometimes the martinis will hit you. I'm gonna show you guys how to make a martini here in a little bit. It's like I said, I'm gonna keep phoning this shit in. I don't, I don't fucking care. I, it doesn't matter. Ah, oh, martinis are so good. No more than uh, now, more than ever, is the time to create communities that value diversity, inclusivity, and positive change. 
Michael Signer wouldn't look into that. The former mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia, and the founder uh, and chair of the Communities Ever Coming Extremism Project said in a statement, Hey man, was it pretty extreme when like the cops like led a bunch of people into a bunch of other people? Then like, I don't know. I mean, I was just looking at the private third party report or whatever about like how that failed. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look into Michael Signer. I'm sure he's just like a really stand-up white guy. We're excited to assemble with these forward-thinking tech leaders to explore what positive outcomes we can gain from an event full of powerful conversations with only powerful people. You know what's funny? All of these conversations with powerful, powerful conversations... With, with just leaders. You know, because if you make a shitty app, you're a leader. I'm sorry, you can lead your company, but it, like Jack Dorsey can lead his company, which I don't even think he is, by the way. I think that he's, I mean, hell, they even went into that on Black Mirror. Episode two of, of season five of Black Mirror. You got to go watch Black Mirror season five. It's the funniest bullshit all the way through. First episode, the funniest. But... It's it's pretty funny all the way through. I mean, the show is just it. It's either jumped the shark or knew exactly what it was doing. Uh, I don't know. I liked Bandersnatch. I I don't give a shit. Like I I like trash TV as much as the next fucking guy. But how is Jack Dorsey a leader? What gives him the right to? curb conversation in a way that Twitter believes is positive conversation. The only thing that I believe is that I will not rest until I can say the N-word. That's it. Once we can say it, fellas, I'm done. That's all you gotta do to get me off the internet. Of course, then all I'm gonna do is just say the N-word. But to me, that's ultimate fucking free speech. That's it. I just want to be able to say the fucking N-word. I don't care about complex ideas, anything like that. Let me say the fucking N-word. Because that pisses people off way more than, you know, talking about Hitler's or, you know, some of the good ideas he may or may not have had. Not the Holocaust. I'm talking more about, you know, the uniforms I like. I do think swastikas are super funny. But think about this. Okay, Mozilla. Mozilla's involved here. That means that you can't have the coincidence detector as a plugin and the official plugin thing. Great. It's been that way forever. Uh, Pinterest. Pinterest just got into some deep water recently, and I would cover it tonight, except that I don't know what the fuck Pinterest is. Apparently, it's a website for girls, uh, which sounds great. I imagine they talk about their periods or something. I have no fucking idea what the hell Pinterest is. But they got into trouble for... They had a guy go to uh, 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 James O'Keefe that was like, yeah, they are banning pro-life people. Uh, they're saying that Bible verses are sensitive uh, you know, material, things like that. Okay, great. That's that's what that is. Whatever. Pinterest sounds terrible. Don't want to be there. Patreon. 
Patreon has banned all kinds of right-wing people, and then they also told It's Going Down, the cool guys at It's Going Down, uh, who are just LARPing doofuses. Like, I mean, don't ever pay attention to the fucking Antifa. Like, it's just, I mean, they're just doofuses, dude. Like, it's dumb. They're just dumb. Uh, they're not allowed to have a Patreon, which the reason was they, like, posted an article about how to derail trains or something, apparently. Uh, which, like, would be hilarious had there not been, like, a train derailing like a week afterwards. I don't think those two are connected, but I mean, it's definitely poor timing. And also, you just can't can't do that, I guess, to be part of Patreon. Airbnb has been doing this for a while. Um, which seems like you should be able to click, like, an option. Like, I'd like, I want to turn off my, my Airbnb reservation thing when I find out that there is a, a march coming to town that I don't like. Because it's like, I've stayed in tons of Airbnbs, uh, and they probably wouldn't have liked it. But the thing that got me was Eventbrite. If you're not familiar with Eventbrite, you can go there to buy overpriced tickets. They're kind of basically Ticketmaster. Um... Are they going to make it so Morrissey can't sell tickets there anymore? Because he is always in hot water. Because people didn't listen to his music before. Where he was like, yeah, England for the English. You've got George Soros and the Koch brothers. Teaming up. For one simple purpose. To ban people on the internet. And nobody bats an eye. It's strange that, like, I mean, like, the right's on top of this. The left looks at it as, well, it's pragmatic to get rid of these people. That way, we'll really take over. Because they think that they're going to be able to fucking take down giant corporations somehow. I mean, that's the real tragedy of the left. It's not that they're delusional jackasses. It's not that they're a bunch of sexually ambiguous uh hiv patients although i mean whatever but i'm not gonna get it it's more that they really think that by getting rid of us they're gonna get rid of their problem next and it's not you're just a worker bee for their shit you're just a real dummy if you think that you're winning on the left you're not it's the oddest thing just so fucking dumb and it, it's frustrating why would george soros and the Koch brothers team up they obviously have a common goal i mean i would say it's because they both adore immigration but at the end of the day they both adore money as well i just don't i just don't get it i i, I mean Like, if you know any leftist guys, like, I know a few, I've been talking to a few more recently, and I think that this is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not do the rest of the stuff, uh, cause it was mainly boring, and it's stuff I can cover on Saturday. It's a better topic to end on. And I will show you how to make a martini, um, so don't worry. But, like, at what point is, uh, globo homo capitalism not winning? We've got tons of people calling each other a Nazi, a commie, or whatever, and they say, yeah, I'm a commie, and then we got some 
guys who do call themselves Nazis. I think Nazi shit is fucking hilarious. Uh, I've never been a national socialist. I've always thought national socialism is just stupid and a failed ideology that requires ever expansion. But they go, oh, this is fash, fash, fash. They don't want like, some of them out there don't even like Chapo Trap House, which is a geeky little podcast filled with a bunch of little know-it-alls. You know why? You know why Will? Uh, you know why Will from Chapo walks with? Uh, you know why uh, uh, Matt with Chop uh, from Chapo walks with the limp? Because the other guys were fucking him too hard. A lot of those guys don't even like come down. They're like, ah, oh, they, you know, they, they, they. and like the, the Adam Friedland and Stavros Halkius are fucking socialists or whatever. Nick Mullen is just not a political person. He's just an asshole. Um, I love Come Town. I think it's a very funny show. It's right up my alley and, and shit. But it's strange to me how these fucking lefty, supposed lefty guys, these neoliberal fucking aggressivists will team up with giant corporations. Stone Toss did a wonderful comic on it one day. Way back when. And they just don't like you because they've chosen a team. And a lot of the people that may be listening to this on their car ride to or from work. You don't like those guys because they're this or whatever. Because they like Bernie Sanders or, or, or some bullshit. And Bernie's a fucking retard. Don't get me wrong. He's an idiot. In the end, the goddamn like shitty corporations win. They're the ones that are perpetuating all of this open borders nonsense that are destroying our communities by bringing in undesirable people so that they're just cheap-ass labor. Hollywood and its degeneracy is a result... I mean, I guess, of the, 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 what sells. I'm not trying to sound all Nazbol and shit, but I am trying to say you ought to fucking try to talk to each other, man. I think we've got a pretty big common enemy. But it's sad that, like, I have nothing in common with the left. And the left has nothing in common with us. And that's why Thanksgivings are so strange now. It's pathetic that people just can't fucking have a conversation, goof off, and, like, make martinis. All right, this is how you make a martini. I might need to go get more uh, ice because I had this one in the. I don't know. No, we got plenty of ice. All right. So first, you take your. This is this is what the show is now, guys. It's you know. So first, you take your ice, right? Then you're gonna want some uh, uh, fucking extra dry vermouth. Now, this is where things are going to differ for people. You want to pour some of that in. It'd be good. Some people say keep it in. Some people say just coat the ice. Depends on how dry you want your martini. But you are going to want to put the damn thing on. Shake it up. Coat the damn ice. You got to make sure you coat the damn ice. Ah, I don't want to spill it everywhere. Uh, that'll be good. 
Now this is important. The gin that you use. Vodka martinis are one thing. Um, but that's just because you don't have gin. This podcast sponsored by Hendrix Gin. Not really, but uh, I would do it for free forever. Hendrix Gin is the best gin that you can get. It's the only gin that you should drink. It's infused with everything that makes gin good. Pine needles, cucumber, all of that nonsense. It's fantastic. You put this in, put a lot of it in, as much as you can. This is probably too much, but this is what I'm going to drink the rest of the night. So, again, Hendrix Gin. You do that. Now, you got to ask yourself, do you want a dirty martini? Personally, me, I do. So then you, you take the damn lid off again and try not... Well, you don't take the damn lid off again because it's going to fly everywhere. Ah, there we go. Now, you spill it a little bit, but not a lot. And you put some fucking olive juice in. Then you realize this is enough for two martinis, probably. So, you thank yourself for buying big-ass fucking martini glasses instead of regular ones. I already got fucking, uh... I already got olives in there. But you should have some olives. If you don't like, uh, if you don't like dirty martinis, that's fine. Personally, I just like the taste of olives and olive juice. Um. But. It's colder than Hillary Clinton. And, uh, it's something to drink. So what's the moral of the show today? Um. Well, the moral of the show is that I'm still phoning it in. I got a new camera. I'm getting a new, uh. A new mic in tomorrow, and none of you guys gave me any money at all. The mic cost me three hundred and fifty fucking dollars, and I got a great deal on it. Um, so that's upsetting to me. You guys don't love me enough. I miss when I used to put effort into the show. Maybe I'll put effort into the show again if uh, I'm going to put everything behind a paywall, and it'll be three hundred and fifty dollars an episode. So how's that, fuck faces? Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. No, this is always a labor of love and a labor of fun. And I always am, uh, you know, grateful when anybody shows up and listens to the damn thing. So enjoy your rides to work. Enjoy the rest of your night. Let's, uh, get out of here. The, the one thing is, uh, this guy, the outro music I'm using, like I said, martinis hit pretty hard. Um, like I kind of want to just play video games now. Uh, is this guy Mike Meld? I put, I'm putting it in the description. This guy... I'm pretty sure soft blocked me on Twitter, but I followed him again. He has like 60 followers though. So you gotta follow him because it's good ass music and I liked it a lot. Uh, but anyway, I got a good one for you Saturday. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to get fucking hammered off of martinis for the rest of the night. Cause I had a bad day. Anyway, fuck James Comey. <laughs>